With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, hockey, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, Download the DraftKings app and sign up using promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the 4th Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 87 of the Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another Sunday? Sunday crazy Sunday? I was going to say, big show, big show for you today, but I don't want to lie to you right off the top. But No, we're going to... Uh, no, folks, I'm not going to lie. Little, little irritated today. Um, social media once again uh, providing uh, hours and hours of rantable content, and uh, I'm going to talk about a few of the few of these uh, topics today. Yeah, one of them uh, being hit hits always lead to fights, and basically the main thing: o- Ovechkin and Chara once again. Being giant killer, oh, well, I guess Char is a giant. Uh, being savage fighting beasts and public perception and hyperbole and uh, getting called champ and all of that. Uh, this will all become clear as mud to you in a few minutes as I go on here. But right now, that's where I'm sitting at. I actually have, you hear that? I actually have a script for today's show. Oh, and of course the player spotlight, which uh, kind of take an un- unrated or uh, unrated, underrated, unheralded, 
uh, look at a certain player. We've had Tanner Lassan, uh, Josh Caron, Terry Ryan uh, in the first uh, three weeks that I've been doing this. So, uh, yes, I will get into... Well, that'll be at the end of the show. Anyway, guys. Um, yeah, first things first. Um, well, no, I'll do the hits thing first. Uh, whenever, whenever you uh, discuss hitting or there's a, they show a hit on... Um, or they take a specific clip on social media or whatever, and they show the hit of a guy, and somebody comes in immediately, oh, there's a, there's a fight every time there's a hit, and that's stupid, and, and everybody goes on and on, and, oh, hitting always, or, yeah, hitting always leads to fights and everything else, and, which, I, you know, I, I said there's, like, there, there is, there's three teams with one fight each, New York, the Islanders, Philadelphia, and San Jose have one fight each this year. Okay, how many games in are we? So no one on their team has been hit at all this year. Those three teams have have, have gone unscathed. No one on their team has been hit. Is that... Well, I don't mean it literally. Well, yeah, you do, because you keep saying, you know, it's clearly the math doesn't equal up to what everyone's saying. So I went and looked at the top... Actually, I looked at the top 10 individual... Who's leading the league in hits? And like I said, I, I get the NHL and their hit stats. I always say I think they use dog years math when they're coming up with those numbers. Because, like, the league leader is, uh, you know, like, Brady Tuchuk, and then it's Ragogudis, and then Tanev, and then Archibald, and Jaredev. And it's like, oh, 109, 100, uh, where are they getting these hit stats from? Like, are they, is this from, like, PlayStation numbers? Not that I'm, uh, like, I don't, I don't watch the games, I will be completely honest. But I'm just going by, but it's like, I live in Saskatchewan, so it's like, I can't afford, I can't uh, avoid hockey no matter how hard I try. I'm going to run into it at some point. But even the times I've watched, you know, I've watched it. Like, the boards don't rattle once. So am I just... The few games that I have to happen to tune into now and again... Um, oh, those are just the ones where they don't hit. They, they hit in the rest of them? Like, I, I, I don't know. Anyway. The top five hits... I took them. Their totals between the five of them equal 506 total hits. And out of the five, they have nine fights. So the top five guys... And I, I could have done the top 10, but I know for sure uh, 6, 7, and 8 in the top 10 don't have any fights. So, but nonetheless, uh, 5 guys there, their total is equal 506, and that's 9 fights. Well, now I know that's just being silly, but if you use social media logic, I mean, that would be... I'm not saying they got to fight after every hit, but I mean, we're talking there should be at least... 200 hit, 200 fights there out of those combined, shouldn't there be? I'm being silly, I know. But I'm just, like, to make a point, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know the hit stats are exaggerated and everything, but nonetheless, there are some hits there between the five of them. And I mean, and Tuchuk could probably get a fight, fighting major standing on the street corner. He doesn't have to hit anybody. He's just an annoying little fuck. So, I mean, so, again, let's just stop with the Every time there's a big hit, there's a fight. Now, I know, as I'm sitting here talking, and I say, let's stop talking about that, or what, I know it's not going to happen, but I'm just, you know, 
for the point of the show, I'm just talking. That, you know, and that's the other thing. I, I'm sitting there when I was yesterday when I was on Twitter, and I was talking, and I made the statement. I'm like, when did like mass hypnosis or what did I put? When did the mass delusion start that Ovechkin and Char are are good fighters? I, I'm just trying to pinpoint it for a timeline. Oh, out of the woodwork they came, and they're bit, oh, on and on, and oh, they're savage, bro, and you don't get it, and blah, 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 and uh, I had this one girl, like, just this one girl, just, after a while, she goes, I don't know, why don't you just chill, like, none of this doesn't matter, oh, thanks, it doesn't matter, no shit, it doesn't matter. You know, like, oh, how profound. Now, you know, did you, did you come up with that before or after you went and hacky-sacked in the quad? Like, yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, bro. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fucking middle-aged man who, as you kids like to say, I've adulted for a while now and gone through life's shit and its ups and downs, and I've been through some shit. Yeah, believe me, Ksenia... I know it doesn't matter. So spare me your fucking, it doesn't matter, bro, texts. Like, fuck. Isn't there some spoken word jam in the ba- in the basement of the dispensary you gotta go to? You fucking idiot. Spare me that, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I know, this podcast doesn't matter. The fucking game of hockey really doesn't matter. In the grand scheme of life, dummy. But hey, thanks for the tip. Like, are we serious? Oh, your philosophy professor would be so proud. You're so woke. Oh. I'm telling you, folks, it's one of those days. It's one of those days. I'm serious. It doesn't matter, man. Yeah. Y- yeah, I know. Oh, puke. I love all these people and there's their profound thoughts on Twitter. Like, they just can't believe the rest of the world just doesn't get it, bro. Or what was it? Champ. Hey there, champ. I love that one. Coming in and just, champ, cheap, big guy, bud. Yeah. Like, be more of a condescending douche. Best part is, is you sit there, the way everyone's laughing at you because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Hey, I respect the, uh, the, uh, your, 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 uh, Strut reeking of reeking of confidence, ignorant confidence. Ugh. But I should probably do this before I'll talk about the sponsors and everything else. Um, there's probably I haven't done it yet. I probably have to dub it in. But I, there's a DraftKings ad read that I'm supposed to do. I'm sure. Um, but I know if you sign up and use the promo code THPN, that'll get you something at DraftKings. I mean, I guess I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look that up. But, uh, as I said, I'm sponsored by the hockey... I'm pissed off now. Look at that. I've managed to piss myself off just by fire, just by talking in three minutes. But I will say, like I said, social media doesn't disappoint. You want rantable topics, social media, you'll find, you can find it on social media in five minutes. Just ask a question. But, yes, sponsors of the network. Well, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. I looked it up. There is 55 shows on the network. 40 NHL shows and 15 general shows. I have, of course, fallen the general show 
category of the of the network. But uh, every NHL team is represented, and then some. Um, so whatever team you are a fan of, there is a show for you. So definitely check that out. And uh, you know, myself, Brad Lee, Terry Ryan, um, a number of other well, fifteen um, kind of general or original content shows, whatever you want to call it. Uh, also on the network. So 55 shows, Isha and Dylan and the boys are, are babysitting. So they're staying busy. And for my off-network friends, of course, I have Joe over at the Coliseum Chronicles. He is an Islander-based podcast, uh, or enforcer podcast. Um, and he's interviewed Mick Fakota, Dean Ewan, uh, Jason Strudwig. And right now he's in the middle. We're in the middle of the uh, Trevor, uh, Trevor, uh, Trevor Gillies. I was going to say Trevor Karen's been watching too much dub footage lately. Uh, Trevor Gillies um, marathon. Two parts are out. Three hours apiece. We're not into the NH. We haven't reached his NHL part of his career yet. So uh, yes, not not since uh, you know Roots has uh, has a has a show ever gone as long. But no, it's been great. And, uh, you know, when I mean, you guys know, I said it's been the last two weeks, um, you know, I've, I've pumped it up. And, and like I said, in the, after it's all said and done, it'll be, it'll be this, it'll be the standard in which all other player interviews will be judged. Cause Joe is so thorough and so knowledgeable. And, uh, and, and I've said a new, uh, multiple times now. Um, I think also another thing that makes Joe's interview so special is just his personal connection with the players. Like he's friends with a lot of these guys. So, um, you're going to get a different level of interview at that point when it's a friend. So, and it comes through in the interview and, um, yeah, no, it's just been outstanding. And like I said, uh, I, I highly encourage any listener, if you haven't to definitely check out Joe's shows, not only the Karen or the, uh, Gillies interview, um, but all of his back catalog. And, uh, yeah, Joe does a great job. Also, for current hockey, the Slewfoot show with Fred and Dave, and then the Obey the Puck show with Dan, Paul, and Kelly. Um, for all your current hockey needs, as I'm fond of saying when it comes to those shows, uh, I listen so then I don't have to watch. Uh, but, I, you know, I want to stay in the loop. Got to stay in the loop, keep people uh, updated. Actually, if you're if you're looking to me for current hockey news, you're gonna be you're gonna be sadly uh, appreciate or under. I don't even know what the word would be. <laughs> you're not gonna find it with me. We'll put it that way. Um, yeah, but uh, no, they do a good great job covering just you know with the the current events going on in the NHL and as well as you know in the minors and uh, women's hockey and that type of thing. So and they're good people. So uh, you know I enjoy listening to them. And, um, normally, like I said, I would, uh, I would pump the five for fighting podcast, but, uh, Alec has, uh, retired, stepped away from podcasting. Um, the, the company, the construction company he works for has big jobs, a big, uh, uh, job. Uh, they just took on a big contract now. And I think there's gonna be a lot of, um, you know, kind of a, some shift work and, and it's, um, you know, it's a really important job and, and Al just can't commit to the podcast like he, like he would like to. And, um, between that and, uh, you know, Alec is, is, uh, battling, uh, getting back into shape, uh, for, for, to return to the uh, military in October. Um, so, you know, between all of that and, uh, you know, just being married and they're buying a house and on and on, I mean, 
you know, Alec is that, you know, and is, is it, and, oh, to be young again. But at that point of his, in that, in this stage of his life, when you're just sort of, uh, taking the beginning steps, you know, between getting established at work or you're just married and buying a house and on and on. So, um, so you, it doesn't really lend itself to, uh, you know, chasing people around to get on the phone to do interviews and, and podcasting. And, um, despite, uh, you know, what, um, many may think, um, podcast, if done right, if you want to do it right, I'm not saying I'm doing it right. I'm just in general. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot of time and, and research that goes into it. And, uh, like I said, you got to put in the interview time and everything else and, and chasing, I've gone on and I won't continue to do that or today, but, um, you know, the, the chasing of, of guests around and setting it up things on their timetable and stuff like that. It's, it's very time consuming. And, uh, yeah, so I completely understand why Alex, um, decided to step away. And like he said, it's not forever and ever, or he'd like to come back to it if time permits at some point, but, uh, right now and in the foreseeable future, it, uh, it doesn't seem like that. So, but nonetheless, he's left his, uh, his interviews up. Um, so they're on all the, you know, um, major, um, platforms and Alec has a tremendous back catalog that I encourage people to, to check out. Um, Rob Ray, Frank Bylois, Mike Segroy, Jeremy Yablonski. I mean, you know, he's has a hell, he's had a hell of a ride and, uh, did a great job interviewing folks. And, um, yeah, I always enjoyed Alex's show. He's a good dude. Uh, um, I've been on his show a couple of times and, and I did tell him, I said, uh, you know, whenever you get the itch to, and you want a platform to rant on, I, my, uh, my microphone, we, I can quickly turn my microphone on and you're more than welcome to, uh, come on here and, uh, and rant and rave. So, um, you will certainly, I'm sure hear him on this, on, on my show here at some point, but, uh, in the future, but in the meantime, um, you know, he is, uh, retired, bought himself a gold watch and, uh, retired to Florida. So I said the next step I think is probably he might run for condo board president of Del Boca, Del Boca Vista. Phase, phase two, you know, he'll, he'll, uh, run the campaign and we'll read about all about it in the Boca Breeze newsletter. And uh, as long as he, uh, wears his shoes in the clubhouse, he'll be okay. I'd just be careful down there, fo- down there, man. Those folks like to, uh, uh, you know, sit around and enforce rules. So watch yourself down there. No, uh, all the best to Alec. And like I said, I'm not, it's not like, oh, I'm never going to talk to him again. I, you know, it's funny. We basically actually talk all the time just through, uh, Twitter and, and send him text messages back and forth and, you know, both ranting and raving about, uh, the ignorance of today's fans and, and, uh, and a lot of times players. So, um, but, uh, yeah. So another podcast down. And then there were two. It's just you and I, Lazito. To the death. Oh, we're getting pretty old. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> if I keep eating the poutine, it'll be quick. <laughs> we'll be down to one here in no time. Gotta watch myself. Jesus. Between Joe's subway adventures and fighting serial killers, he's trying to get down to one show too. Jesus. Joe, we gotta... You know, at our age, at our advanced age, we gotta... I think we gotta, we should join Alex down in Del Boca Vista. Why, well, Joe is going to... What am I talking about? Maybe he'll be the vice president of the condo board. Joe's talking about moving to Florida too. Holy. 
Maybe I will be doing this all by myself at some point here. What am I talking about? Oh, I'd like to say, in all seriousness, though, um, not only Fourth Line Voice on Twitter, but I'm also on Facebook now. Yes, I joined the Facebook page. Um, you know, I, like I said, I've always had a, I had a private, I've had a private Facebook page for, you know, whatever years and years, like, you know, the re- pretty much the rest of the free world. Um, but you know, of course, s- scrolling the news feed and reading my friends tweets over the, or posts in the last, uh, year or two, um, pretty much one, I question why I'm friends with a lot of these people, uh, what happened to them. And, uh, I'm not reading this shit anymore. So, uh, I haven't gone on Facebook in a, in a while, um, in terms of my private account. But Alec had started the Enforcer Appreciation Group, and I'd lurk through there and whatever. But, uh, you know, he kept telling me, hey, man, it's a great, Facebook has been a great, uh, uh, great place to get guests and, um, and all that. So he goes, he kept, he kept telling me I should start a, a show page. And, uh, and I am like, yeah, yeah, no, I will, I will. Well, I finally did. And, uh, it's been a, I don't know, I keep saying a few weeks, it's probably been a month now, but, uh, yeah, so fourth line voice on, on Facebook. Um, if you happen to be on Facebook or a regular user, and you're not on Twitter, um, yeah, hit me up with a, with a friend's request, and uh, you know, I you know I'll post the show. Basically, what it was is just another way to advertise for the show. Really, that's all it was. It's all why I did it. Certainly wasn't for my need to get back onto Facebook and have a page, but um, I thought it would expo- it would expose me to a new audience that isn't on Twitter, and uh, at the same time. Yeah, open up the doors for more avenues to find guests. Because, like I said, it's not like as you know, I'm some expert. Oh, it's on my Rolodex. I'll just go through my phone and my contact list and get guests. Um, you know, Twitter obviously up till that point had been quite good to get guests, but he was right. Facebook has uh, has definitely um, opened the door to get more guys. Hopefully, um, and it, it paid off actually right away because my last episode, episode eighty six, of course, I interviewed Marco Cefalo. And, uh, which was a great interview, lots of positive feedback with that, with that interview. Um, got a lot of, got a lot of listens. Um, and that's how I met Marco was on Facebook. And, uh, so it was like, well, this is immediately paying dividends here. So, um, yeah, basically when I joined Facebook, I, I kind of just went and, um, kind of followed, you know, people's went through the, basically the enforcer page and whatever. And if I saw an ex player that I thought, you know, would be interesting to interview or whatever. I just sent them a friend's request. I mean, I, it, you know, you say it out loud, it's sort of kind of stalkerish, but I mean, really, I just used it for, for lack of better term, uh, networking and, and basically used it as a work tool, almost like a LinkedIn or something, you know, like, uh, it's like, okay, if I'm going to get these guys, you know, that, that'll be step one is to, uh, send them a friend's request. And if they accept, then I can send them a, a private message. Um, which is I've done and I've sent a few messages out. A couple guys said, you know, just not interested. And that was cool. Um, for, for any ex player that's listening out there, um, just, Hey, just a little, uh, a PSA here. If, uh, you were approached to do a podcast and you really don't want to do it, just say you don't want to do it. Believe me, that saves everybody so much time and aggravation. I know some people want to just sound nice. They don't want. They had no intention of doing it, but they don't want to say no. So, sure thing, bro. Yeah, I'll I'll get back here. Yeah, maybe whatever. And then and then they just and then they just ignore you for the rest of the time. Ghost you, as the kids say. Don't do that, please. Just just say no from the get go. It's fine. 
Um, I can handle it. You know, I'm an adult. It's, I completely understand why somebody wouldn't want to do a podcast. You don't need to explain yourself to me. Just, I'm not interested. Hey, cool. Thanks, man. You know, um, but some have, and I appreciated that. Um, yeah, I was, it was too bad they didn't want to come on the show. I would have loved to have talked to a couple of the guys, but, um, okay, no problem. Life goes on, as they say. But, uh, yes, that's just a little PSA to the players out there. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, like I said, it's, it's been a great, uh, network so far. And, uh, I've sent out some private messages and there's been a couple guys, well, I mean, I'd like to talk to all the guys that I've sent messages out to, but there was one in particular that's, that could be a very interesting talk. Um, I'm not going to throw names out, but, um, we've gone back and forth and, uh, tried to tentatively set up some time, set up a time or a date anyway. And, uh, I'm really hoping it goes through because, uh. I think that would be a real interesting, and I know he's never done any other shows, and it could be interesting. Anyway, but no, it's been really great, and uh, looking forward to it uh, going forward here. But uh, on the Facebook, uh, of course, there's always groups. There's Alex's Enforcer Appreciation Group. Um, but there's also been a number of groups that have sent me um, invites, or I think that's the terminology. I've been on Twitter so long, I've, I'm trying to remember the Facebook terminology, but... Um, there was there's a P- Prince Albert Raiders uh, Facebook group that uh, that I've joined and and I you know and of course anybody listening knows that I I collect pictures and that type of thing and um, yeah so I've been trying to contribute to the group um, with some PA Raider photos that I had and some of course on my fight my YouTube channel I mean I've I, I haven't really put up that many just a couple but so far but um, some old Prince Albert Raider fights I think I put a Baumgartner one on there and whatever but. Um, but no, they've been the they've been the administration of the group has been really cool with me and uh, really promoted uh, uh, <clears throat> my show as well, which they didn't have to do. Um, you know, with Marco being a former Raider, um, you know, I asked, "Hey, is it cool?" And they're, "Oh, yeah, yeah." You know, so I, I posted that um, uh, his interview in the page and and um, and that type of thing. So no, I, I just wanted to say thank you to those guys for allowing me in the group and. Uh, allowing me to post my stuff on their on their page and uh, you know going forward I got lots of Raider pictures from over the years and uh, I'll continue to throw them up there for the for the folks of the, of the Prince Albert Raider page and and uh, I just wanted to say thanks for that for being and and like I said they you know and they added like some hashtags to my posts and and really um, came out and promoted the show which they didn't have to do and uh, I, I appreciated that so thank you um, and finally. Um, you know him on Twitter as, uh, <clears throat> he goes by Pillow Punchers Limited, and, uh, and he, he is, he's out, uh, and he does a great job, he, you know, he's, um, loves, loves posting the old back, um, the old newspaper articles, and, uh, he's been a real, uh, great help for me in the, in the researching, uh, era, okay, take two, in researching for my guests, he is, he'll go back on newspapers.com and like, you know, however he does it. And, uh, he'll send me, you know, old newspaper clips of maybe an incident that happened that I otherwise wouldn't have known about to ask the guy for the interviews. And, it, and like I said, and it really, and it, and it really adds something to the player interview because now it's a, it's a story that wouldn't have got brought up otherwise. So I've always appreciated that. I know he's helped out a number of not only other podcasts, but just, uh, 
former players sent them old newspaper articles from, you know, if they say, oh, they're playing Oklahoma, so something from the Oklahoma News, or in junior here, something from the Regina Leader Post or something. And uh, I know he's helped uh, send stuff to Kent Staniforth and Frank Kovacs and a, and a number of junior guys. And uh, no, he's uh, it's definitely appreciated his... Um, his the work that he does behind the scenes and uh and he's and he's a good guy you know and just talking to him and stuff and uh <clears throat> i know he has uh, kind of been hit here with uh kind of some uh you know kind of a serious deal with pneumonia and stuff and uh you know, he's sort of been laid up he was telling me he does a lot of sleeping and just a lot of bed rest right now so but i know he's listening so uh bounce back man and uh you know we'll be i'll we'll be talking to you down the line and uh yeah, man, I know you're listening, and I appreciate all the help, and, uh, yep, get back at her. See, this is what happens when you go out and shovel. Nothing good can come of that, M- removing snow. That's why we got, Jay, man, that's why we got to go down. We got to join fucking Lazito and, and uh, uh, Alec down in uh, Lando Lakes, Florida, where they make the butter and retire. Something. I don't know. We're a bunch of idiots hanging out in the snow. Anyway. On to the show. Well, 28 minutes in, let's continue this mud show. But um, I will say, being this is episode 87, obviously I have 86 uh, back episodes you could listen to. But lots of great guests. Morasti, McMorrow, McIntyre, Joey Tedarenko, Mike McWilliam, on and on. Um, I, I encourage everybody to go out and check out the back catalog. And... Um, Every Wednesday is interview day, interview show, whether it be with an ex-player, um, fi- fellow fight fan, what have you. I like to do uh, a, a show with a guest at any rate on Wednesdays. And then Sunday, this is shit show Sunday. Whatever happens to be coming up is what I'll be talking about on a solo rant as I look out my window and yell and scream about nothing, bro. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, whatever this happens to be. But, um, Ovechkin, let's talk about Ovechkin. Um, I woke up to a timeline full. This is what spawned this all. Um, of course, Ovechkin has, has, uh, got into it with, um, now drawing a blank on his name, Frederick there, whatever, on Boston. Spirit, they're kind of going at it all game and. Boston kid there, the rookie there, dropped his gloves with Ovechkin the one time. And, of course, Ovechkin doesn't fight, which is typical, contrary to popular belief, apparently. Um, And they didn't get into it. And then at the end of the game, he tried to get Ovechkin to get into it again. And then Ovechkin speared him in the nuts and whatever. And apparently that's savage or, you know, whatever the the, um, term is that people want to use. But... Well, the term that they have been using for with Ovechkin for years has been the term power forward. And it just irritates me to no end why they would do that. Because I'm like, Neely, Tockett, Shanahan, Lindros, Ovechkin. Which one of these things does not belong, kids? Yeah, but Ovechkin's a great player. Yeah, well, okay, idiot. Uh, again, focus. Focus. No one's saying he isn't. He scores more goals than those guys. Yeah, yeah. again. I don't know where that... This, so I don't know how that uh, applies to the word power. One of the key ingredients in the in the term power forward means he'll fight. 
Ovechkin does not fight. That's the key ingredient. So if you don't put an ingredient into something, it's not really that thing. As I tried to point out to a couple idiots, namely some upstate New York or whatever he called himself on, on Twitter, fighting has absolutely nothing to do with being a power forward champ, was his uh, first tweet to me. Yes, and I love the champ one. Because, well, I initially had tweeted, if Ovechkin's a power forward and has four career fights, well, Crosby has eight career fights and Mario Lemieux has seven, so does that make him super-duper power forwards? Clearly in tongue and cheek. But idiot responds with, super-duper question, though, really shines a light on your knowledge of the sport. Or, no, shines a light on your knowledge, dot, 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 sport. So first I was sport, then I was champ. Because I replied, interesting, you don't have to be a, you don't have to fight to be a power forward. How 2021? Well, he proceeds to tell me that, um, well, it's not like the old days. They don't, they don't fight anymore. Okay, so then my point was, then stop calling him a power forward. Find a different term for him then. I went to the store, they didn't have any apple pies, but I, so I, I made you an apple pie anyway. But it doesn't have apples in it. Yeah, but it's still an apple pie. That's like, call, that's like calling a kid that works at McDonald's a chef. Well, he's a power forward, but you don't need to fight. Yeah, but fighting makes you a power forward. Yeah, but it's not, they don't fight anymore, so you don't have to, fighting doesn't count. What? What are we doing? What, what are you saying? We're going around in circles here. That doesn't make any sense. No, Ovechkin's not. Well, he hits. Well, that, that, there's a lot of guys that hit. Cromwall hit. I mean, Cornwall, like I said, Cornwall hit. Cronwall. And he has zero career fights. Does that make him a power defenseman? Is there such a term? You know what I'm saying. Actually, I'm jumping ahead of myself. I should have started with this. Um, I guess it's, it's sad that I have to add this qualifier before making the statements. About Ovi and Chara. Alright, here it goes. You know, they're both Hall of Fame players. Incredible talents. But I'm indifferent about them. I truly don't care either way. I don't have a team. I've just done the research to watch the video to form an opinion. This isn't some fucking hot take to get clicks. You know, that doesn't have any substance. I'm going to offer you proof. Now whether you folks decide to look at it. Look into it, it's a different story, but hey, at least I supplied you the tools. I don't know, I, I just, have you ever noticed that when people, like, discuss Ovechkin or Chara and their fighting ability, they always use a lot of hyperbole? Like, why? Why is that? Oh, Ovi's a savage, he's a bear. No, he isn't. The guy has four career fights. Like, seriously. Now who? Oh, and the, who he fought? A oh, real murderer's row of opponents: Dubinsky, Rick Nash, Josh Anderson, and some fucking nineteen-year-old Russian virgin who literally had never had, who's never had a fight before. That's it. If it was anyone else who fought every four years, nobody'd be yelling "savage." But yet here we are, you know. And this idea that him sticking the Bruins kid in the nuts was to show the show the rook not to mess with him. Fuck seriously. Ovechkin's run around and taken cheap shots at people for a decade and never has to answer for it. He just gets a pass because he can score goals. Like, oh yeah, that's, that's how it works these days. And for all those listening thinking, oh yeah, here we are, Darren's yelling and screaming about Ovi again, he hates him. No, I'm yelling and screaming about this because it's true. 
Go to YouTube and type in Ovechkin cheap shots. There's a ten minute there's ten minute montage videos of it. Yet nothing is ever said because he can score. You know, so like spare me this that he doesn't need to, and the guy's a fourth liner trying to make a name. Yeah, because beating up Ovechkin really jacks one street cred, I guess. In, in, instead of shitting on the Bruins guy, why not shit on, Ovech, on Ovechkin for once? And let's all hope for one day that he actually answers the bell. Yeah, I know. It's a pipe dream. But, but it's funny, if I say this shit online, the first response is, Oh, look, the bitter Bruins fan or another Don Cherry wannabe because he hates Euros. Like, get this through your head, you mind-numbing scrub. I'm indifferent to today's players and teams. I just, I don't give a shit about any of them. I'm actually a truly neutral observer. I don't have an agenda. I'm just spitting out facts. If this was some player for, from fucking Foam Lake, Saskatchewan, acting like this, I'd say the same things. And I have. Anyway, <clears throat> enough about Ovi. Let's get on to Chara here. Again, I will qualify these statements. Obviously, Chara will fight. He's just this big, huge guy who will do it from time to time. He's a Hall of Fame talent. And I'm not sure why the Bruins... I'm, not, I'm really sure why the Bruins just didn't pay him the league minimum just to keep him around and be a leader off the ice. And, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't understand that move. Um, but yes, he, he, he'll, he'll fight clearly. But that's it. He just He'll fight now and again. And he isn't a killer. He isn't even really that good at it. He just uses his size and his strength. And wrestles and pulls and pulls you down. There's nothing of any substance or at least anything that qualifies him to have the label of good, great fighter put on him. All anyone ever says is, well, if you wanted to be. Oh, okay. Well, I don't base my statements on ifs. I'm going by proof in the pudding. And again, after you're done listening to me drone on and on, go to YouTube, type in the fights I'm going to talk about, go see if I'm wrong. Just like just like OV, Chara gets his free pass, and maybe because he's been around for so long that people just hear all the tall tales and the myths and, you know, get the hyperbole, and over time it's just accepted as fact, I guess. I don't know. But people argue, with despite, despite having never actually looked into any of this, he's a killer, bro. Top ten for a bunch of years, bro. Stop being a hater and clue in. Champ. But when you ask them to give you examples, oh, go talk to Tucker and Maroon then. Okay, well, once again, I never realized Tucker and Maroon were, pardon me for not realizing they've been the measuring sticks of one's inf- one's fighting ability. But yet, again, here we are. I'm knocking those two guys. I like those two guys. I'm just saying, if we're going to crown old Big Z a top 10 and a Hall of Famer who might be the, the toughest guy in the league, a Hall of Famer who was the toughest guy in the league was one of the Twitter headlines I read, or Twitter blogs I read. Well, if that's the case, should he not have big wins over known fighters? You know, I know, I know. Fuck me for asking for proof, but you know, I'm kind of nutty that way. But here, let's. Well, here, here we'll scroll down Charles fight card, and uh, oh, I will. Before I get to do that, I will preface this by saying when I say bail. What I mean is, if you go and watch the fights, again, go watch them, or they're not going to make any sense to you. Go watch them. <clears throat> and the moment his, his his opponent goes on offense, Charles will, air quote, slip and go down. It's true. Go look. Every time. And no, this is an exaggeration for effect. Seriously, go watch. About five fights in, you'll be like, holy shit, Darren's right. <clears throat> 
Chris King, Darren Langdon, he fails in that. DeBrusque and McKay. Well, he beats Randy McKay. I will give him that one. But DeBrusque, he just wrestles them down. Laws, Worrell, Quintal, wrestles them down. Brad Brown, he bails in. Purrington, Worrell, Barnaby, McKenna, again, nothing. Wrestle, wrestle, pull down. Worrell and Simon, bails. Parker and Hordachuk, he just loses. Getting no shame to losing to those guys, but he did. Again, Langdon and Ojik again, wrestles him down. Lassard, he bails out on. Uh, Evenons, bails. Eric Karens, well, he kind of jumps Karens. Like, the linesmen are holding Karens, but when they decide to fight, again, the moment Karens writes himself and gets going on offense, he there's the slip. Kit Brennan wrestles down. Brashier and LaRock wrestle, wrestle. They fall down. <clears throat> Kochi. Now, the Kochi fight was a decent tilt. Now, Kochi fought a lot. He's viewed as a heavyweight and looked at as a good fighter. Brian McGratton didn't really think so, as per his Spit and Chiglets interview, but some players in Facebook groups believe that he is, so you can make up your own mind on that. But regardless, Chara busts him open. Um, you know, the guy was fighting with an already broken nose. So that's that's actually a savage move right there, Coach. I'll give you give you that one. Um But he busts him busts him up and he's bleeding, but he doesn't go down. And in fact, Coach he lands the best punch of the fight. Which actually Chara surprisingly stayed standing for. And some folks will chalk this up to Chara destroying Kochi. Again, hyperbole, as I said. But alright. I'll give Z the win. Boris Velebic, wrestle. Rupp, bails on that one. Another perfect example. Chris Neal, wrestles down, nothing. Wrestles Matt Martin down, really nothing. Tosses Maroon around, okay. I guess he got wins there then. But these are like nothing fights. And these are just the name guys on his fight card. I didn't get into the Tuckers and the Lecavules and the Tim Gleasons because that's like beating Glass Joe and calling yourself a great fighter. I shouldn't say Char is calling himself a great fighter. To have people call you a great fighter. I don't no disrespect to those guys, but again, if we're gonna hang the great fighter label on a guy, let's make sure that he beats some great fighters first, shouldn't we? You know, it was funny before I kind of finished up recording this. I've done this in two parts: Friday and then Saturday, and today Saturday. Um, last night, Friday night, there was a really good fight with um, Ryan Reeves and Curtis Gabriel. Um, great tilt. And, uh, I was, I was just, uh, watching a face when I was, and I went and read the comments and the one guy states, and a bunch of them are agreeing with him, Reeves, Lucci, Chajara are the only three good fighters in the league anymore and they won't fight each other. Again, you know, this was just last night. I almost typed, well, Reeves and Lucci have fought and beat legit, legit fighters. Who has Chara ever beat to be included in this list? But again, this is just the... The myth that just it's just it's just accepted now. But I didn't bother replying. But hell, I went on Twitter and the Enforcer group this week and asked when did this myth start that Chara and Ovechkin are great fighters. And I mean, I got lots of replies, none of which contained any reasonable argument to back up their claim that they were good fighters. But then the myth continues. I will say it was brought up that Chara had developed a big rep coming out of the Western Hockey League, and there might have been something to that. It's true. 
he was he yeah he for sure had a big rep coming out of Prince George, but this was back when there was no new to no YouTube and like basically zero footage. So I'm not sure how much momentum that theory has, but it's you know it's pretty solid. Also, after sitting for like 30 minutes and watching like Chara fight after fight, I will say the Bruins announcers, especially, but but actually all the announcers really. Um, always start talking about his size and how tough and badass he. Oh, he's in trouble. You better watch it. You gotta, you know. And again, with zero substance, it's just babble meant to engage the viewer. You know, which I understand. I mean, you gotta hype the battle for the for sure. But but I think in the subconscious of the viewers, the seed is planted, and over the years, it's grown into this big oak tree of misinformation and propaganda. You know. But anyway, enough of this. I just wanted to give examples and state my findings, and I really hope you guys listen. Oh, you guys out there listening, instead of just saying "Oh fuck this guy" and shutting the show off, we'll go to YouTube and watch Chara's fights, and not just the Gleason and the Lacavule ones and Martin. And no, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. But like, do the deep dive, like I just that I just listed. They're all on YouTube. That's where I got them from. I don't have the fight DVDs. I went to the YouTube and watched them. I, you know, like I said, watch the ones I listed and see what I'm talking about. Watch them on mute so you don't get distracted. Just watch them for what they are. And please get back. Get back to me. I, I'd love to hear what you guys said or, uh, you know, what you guys think. But um, before I do the player spotlight and then get out of here, we can all go on with our lives and regular programming. Um, I will bring this up. Um, it was said to me the other night on Facebook um, that since I never played, that I should go fight Chara to see what it's like. And I wouldn't be saying these things. Oh, okay. Hey, I've been beat up by junior and college level players. Does that count? Like, because it was said to me by a former player, implying at least in my mind that, you know, I should just shut the fuck up and not have an opinion having never played. And I've, I've seen this response by players on social media all the time to fans. You know, and I, for the most part, I agree with them. But here is what I didn't appreciate about the comments towards me. And how I think of myself as, and how I think, you know, that I'm, I'm, I'm different than the Scott Wheelers and the, the Hurricane Boy 69s of the, of the social media world. I will say this player and a couple others that I've noticed have been condescending, you know, to not only me, but others in the group numerous times. You know, and they justify any of their statements with, well, I played, I was there. Okay. Okay, yeah, well, that's true, but the video evidence doesn't agree with your statements. So, just saying. What's, what are some of you so fond of saying? Like, facts don't care about your feelings? Well, you know, facts. No, and the thing that pissed me off is like, well, first off, this whole show and really my whole social media platform is based on respecting the players. That's my whole gimmick, really. Go back through my history of this show, my tweets, my posts on Facebook. Not once... Have I ever shit on an elite level athlete calling them names or degrading their abilities? I've shit on their actions that they have done, but never the athletes. I've defended these same athletes millions of times on social media from the, from the online trolls and the ignorant media members like Ken Campbell and Myrtle. I've called them out for their headlines and their articles. I've poked holes in them and all their claims and exposing the hypocrisy and their utter clueless bullshit that they write. I do all that constantly. I don't just make statements to get clicks and views and listens. Just make up bullshit and yell, Crosby'd score 300 points in the 80s and Gretzky wasn't even in the top 10. And 
Bugard would kill Probert. Come listen to my show, you know. No, when I make a statement, I can back it up with facts, with pictures and videos. And Now, from there, if you still think I'm wrong, we can talk about it, for sure. My point is, there's substance to my statements. They're not just random ideas I pull out of my ass and yell on social media. And then sit back and say, well, you know, any attention's good attention. You know, not my world. No. I don't spout shit to be edgy. I like to think I have some self-awareness. If I don't know something, I'll ask a question. I'm also, I'm not afraid to say I don't know. Fuck, I wish others would do that. So when I get shit on for not playing, you know, what, like, fuck you. Seriously, go fuck yourself. I offered the evidence to my claims. You decided not to listen and remain ignorant on the subject matter at hand. So stick your 15 years of pro up your ass. When I said Ovi and Chara weren't good fighters, I'm not sure why that statement was taken like I kicked their fucking dogs and insulted their wife's cooking and pissed all over their achievements. Seriously, that's what you took away from my statement? Get a fucking clue. Dial it down, Turbo. Fucking jerk off. I know you're listening. Fuck you. Fuck it. I'm just going to shut it down, like, right here. I'm just, like, disappointed in some of the replies. And then my show and platform being lumped in with the other mindless slugs that bog down social media. As someone who's never played at any great level of the game, I mean, I've worked hard and researched and educated myself on the topics I talk about. And I prove and show my respect to those that played the role and achieved the level that, like, 98% of the world never did. So to get shit on by those same guys, it's a fucking piss-off. Now, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to stop researching and posting or doing this show. It's not like I'm going to go fucking jump off the bridge after I hit stop here. But it pissed me off. I don't know how else to put it. You know, I, I guess they didn't like my phrasing. Like, I mean, I don't know how many times I have to, how many more times I have to qualify my statements. No, like I said, if fucking the Uptown Islander guy, whatever the hell that idiot's name was, wants to call me a goof and whatever and I, I don't give a shit about that but when it's an ex-player like the same ones that you're try, the same guys that do the role or that are involved in the game that you that you constantly stick up for to have them shit talk you it's like you know it was just disappointing and just you know but like I said I've, I've read the guy's shit he's you're a condescending douche not just to me but I've seen you do it to other people you know you're an asshole. So, whatever. I don't know if you have some pent-up bitterness. No one's knocking you, man. You played fucking junior, you played pro. Like, that That alone is good enough. I don't know, you know, what you're bitter about, but... that's what. And if you're not, you certainly, you certainly come across like it on social media. But, whatever. That's your, that's your thing. But, you know, what, fuck me, I guess. Okay. You sure, you sure told the fourth-line voice... Fucking idiot in Saskatoon. You you told him. So, you know, good for you. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, that's it. I was going to do the player spotlight, but now I'm fucking pissed off. So, never mind. Yeah, fuck it. I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. All right. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?